from Zamo Digital, welcome to the SaaS Marketing Superstars Podcast with your host, Aaron Sikowski. This is the show where we uncover proven growth strategies from CMOs and marketing leaders behind some of the fastest growing SaaS companies. Hey, superstars. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Aaron Zikowski, and today I'm chatting with Pedro Cortez. Pedro is a, consult- is a consultant helping SaaS companies convert more visitors into customers through better messaging and positioning. If you hang out in the SaaS community on LinkedIn, you've no doubt seen some of his great content teaching SaaS companies how to dramatically increase website conversion rates. Hey, Pedro, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Looking forward to seeing uh, what value bombs we can drop in today. Absolutely. So let's just start off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and kind of what you do to help SaaS companies to grow. Uh, yeah. So my, my name is Pedro. I'm based in uh, Portugal. I work with clients from all over the world, mainly B2B SaaS, um, because that's the, my, my terms in my expertise. I help them like uh, do a few tweaks to their messaging and their positioning, right? To add a few thousand in MRR uh, within uh, you know, three months. So mainly what I focus on is companies already have some traffic. Um, they, they have product market fits. Uh, they have a product that is uh, that's like superior to other products um, uh, in their markets, but they kind of struggle to explain the value. So what happens is because of that, it's it's kind of hurting their conversions, right? So they have some traffic coming in, but they're just not maximizing it. They're just not maximizing for conversions, kind of explain that value properly. And just people are not as excited as they could be. It is, it's like they feel like if people try their products or if they jump on a demo, they see the value, but not they don't really see the value on the website, right? So what we do is... Based on that, we do a few messaging positioning tweaks, and the goal is to add five to fifteen k MRR within the few th- the, uh, within a couple of months, two to three months. Nice. So we're talking about just saying messaging tweaks. You know, it sounds like a small, simple thing. I'm sure it's a lot more complicated than you make it sound. Uh, can you give us an example, maybe, of, of a company came in, great product, but struggling on the marketing side or, or, or the messaging positioning side, um, and what you're able to do to help them succeed? Uh, yeah. So uh, I have like a, a couple of those. So, uh, for example, we might use uh, Expandy.io for, for uh, an example. They had tons of clones uh, coming in. Um, they were like, th- there's tons of tools that seem cheaper and all that stuff, um, even though they were superior. Uh, you know, Expandy was obviously superior. So what we did is we doubled down on the reputation that they built, even though they weren't really uh, claiming to have it, right? So what we've done is we just position the tool as the safest way to do LinkedIn automation. So then what, we, what that does is because of the price and because of that angle, we ended up attracting you know, more agencies and more people that, that just um, wanted to pay for more accounts. So because they charge per user, um, you know, it's just easy to convert those people. Not that they weren't there already, maybe looking at the website, but as they're looking for the tool to use for them and their clients, and they, they were really afraid of uh, getting bans, we just explained, um, you know, why was this built for agencies or how we handle uh, limits and why this is the safest way to do it and why it kind of doesn't look like a bot and everything. So that obviously bump up conversions. So it was around 20% and every single uh, split test we've done was a winner. That's the headline of the interview. Every, every split test you did is a winner. Yeah, we, I'm incredible. not sure how many we've did, probably between five and 10 uh, tweaks we've made. And um, yeah, so that, that's, that's pretty cool. That sounds pretty you, impressive. So, so, so tell me, what, what does that process look like? I mean, obviously it sounds like you're, you're getting pretty consistent wins for your clients. When someone comes in, what, what are you doing to help them basically find 
that correct messaging because you know I think most companies that you know they they do messaging and positioning on their own. They tend to be pretty smart if they're starting a company. You know they've given all their energy towards trying to figure out how to you know deal with their own business, and yet you can come in and, and do it better than them. So so how do you approach that, and how do you get those successes? Uh, yeah, so it's all about um, managing three pillars, right? So. For the, in order to have the perfect landing page, we need to um, balance three pillars um, that I always talk about in, in videos. So one we, is we need to tell them either how the product is going to uh, solve a problem they have or get a result that they want, right? So the, the more tangible it is about how much money they can save or how much time they can save and all that stuff, the better, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not like too feature-based. The other things that we have to over overcome in order for people to feel like this is amazing and they have to try it now and really to create their urgency is tell them how much better it is than the current solution that they have. Because they're, they are, even, even if they think it's not a good solution, they're used to it, right? So they're comfortable using it. So unless they think it's 10 times better than what they're using now, if they think it's just 10% better, 50% better, they're just not going to be... Um, you know, excited enough or willing to to give it a try, even though they, even if they recognize they have a problem, they're not going to be um, jumping on your tool like right away. Right. And then finally, is we need to overcome the mental comparisons people are doing, regardless of what, what you do. That this is going to happen um, is you probably have competitors, and people are going to compare your tool to others, uh, even if you don't know it, or even if they haven't tried the other tools, they're going to have a mental model of. Um, what other tools look like, or maybe they're heard from friends or anything like that. So you want to make sure that you win that me mental comparison. So then they understand how they can get a result from your products, how it's much better than the tool that they're using already. So they feel excited about switching over. Um, and they know how the, wh why this is the perfect solution for them because they know how why you're better than competitors. So therefore they don't have to keep comparing you to every single uh, every single competitor out there. They just know, oh, this tool seems right for me. So this is the tool that I'm going for, right? And then finally, if you want to go extra, like if you want to go to the next level, you want to also um, address how easy it is to switch over, right? Because if you tell me, hey, I can help you make a million dollars, but then you tell me it's it's going to take 30 years, it's not as exciting than saying a million dollars in a year or something like that, right? Yeah. So. It's, it's like the the scams of the rich. If if you there there aren't any scammers for getting rich uh, slow, so that tells you enough. <laughs> right, right. The SaaS Marketing Superstars podcast is brought to you by Zamo Digital Marketing, your go-to Facebook ads agency for scaling SaaS companies. The team at Zamo Digital are the experts in growing and scaling trial and demo signups for leading SaaS companies like Envision. DigitalOcean, Lessonly, and many more. Download our free SaaS scaling framework over at zamodigital.com slash framework. And now back to the show. So you're, you've talked about the messaging and, and, and all of that and the positioning, but really I think what, one of the things I've seen you provide on your website, you, you've got a, a strategy and, and a formula for actually building out the whole landing page, right? So you do more than just messaging. It's actually a whole design element, right? Uh, yeah, so I mainly work with clients on um, defining, uh, one is getting clarity again on uh, why their product is better and why they, people choose uh, them or, and more importantly, why people hesitate uh, to sign up, right? Maybe they think it takes too long to set up or they think it's going to take a long time for, for their team to set up or some 
some misconceptions that may that may have about the product. They they might think it does one thing, but in reality, it does another, right? So it's all about identifying those things, um, which you know, clients from having worked on the same thing for a long time, they kind of lose the that clarity. So first, we start off with that, and then I help them define. Um, based on that, what goes on a page, right? What should be on a page? What's enough to what's enough info to get people to be excited about it and take the next step, which would be a trial or a demo, mm-hmm. uh, without overwhelming them, without raising unnecessary questions or objections. So I help them define what is it that's going to be on the website, and more specifically, I kind of help them uh, saying, "Hey, here's the kind of headline I think would go well here." Um, and images and stuff like that. Kind of just going back and forth with clients until we have the right messaging. In terms of design, they usually have someone in the house or they, they have someone to delegate it because that's um, more of a uh, nice to have or more of a commodity really. Um, and then they once they have really solid content, like they can make it the whatever style they, they want uh, as long as it's uh, it's clear and easy to, to read and go through. Yeah. Now, I noticed in the past week, actually, you, you posted on LinkedIn, you have your uh, formula for a perfect SaaS landing page. And, and I think you've got actually a, a document there that you give. Is that something we can share with the, the listeners that can get you know, kind of a, a visual perspective of kind of what you'd be talking about as well? Someplace they can go and get that? Yeah. So um, what it is, is like a, what I call a SaaS landing page cheat sheets. Essentially, what it is, is the formula that I use with every single one of my clients. Um, so I always use that formula. And I put it on my website, give it away for free uh, so people can check it out, give it a try. Um, and then what I help with clients is uh, we still use that formula. We have smaller steps uh, in between. That really helps making sure that we say the right things. Uh, the cheat is mainly to figure out the order. Um, but then the, the other variables is what is it that we say? What is it that we don't say uh, on, on the messaging? But you can totally share that. It's fully public. Yeah. Um, and there's even tons of examples there to go through uh, yeah. from companies that use that exact formula. And, and what, what's your website so people can find that? Yeah, it's uh, www.cortez.design and that's the URL is slash uh, cheat sheet. Okay, great. So we'll make sure we, we link to that in the show notes as well. Um, I could tell you just from my personal experience, having checked out your website as, as a consultant in an agency, I've modeled some things that we've done on our website redesigns on yours as well, because I think it's pretty smart and definitely looks like it's working. So awesome. It's working. Yeah. And, um, I, I haven't changed much. So I'm not the guy that is constantly changing things is I just like something that works and then you keep it working. Uh, and then just don't, don't mess with it too much. Right. Cause if you have to play around with it, like 10 times a month, that is probably not a, a solid system. Right. Uh, and the fact that you're not having to change and, and it's converting and it's helping you grow your business and your client's business means that the model works. Yeah. Awesome. So tell me now, what are, you work with a lot of clients and you talk with a lot of uh, prospects and things, you know, different SaaS companies. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see people making in terms of their landing pages and, and their messaging? Yeah, there's, there's tons of things that they, that they do wrong. So they could either be uh, too focused on features. So they are too technical about uh, some of the features they have uh, and people, it's like out of context, um, people might not understand uh, what the feature does or why, what's the purpose behind that feature, right? Um, that is like one of the most popular ones in terms of what people are, are aware of the problems that they that they have on their page. Um, but then what happens is when you when you think you're too uh, focused on features and then you just 
you just essentially go to the other uh, opposite and you try to focus too much on benefits. And that actually doesn't work either because what your website is going to sound like is going to sound like a generic agency that just says, hey, we're going to help you grow your business. And then every, uh, like at least every time I see that, I, I just think it's like total BS because here's a company just, just that, or, or even a SaaS company that says, hey, we're going to help you save time, save money, whatever, like without really uh, backing that up, right? So if you provide um, vague claims like those, like saving money and saving time without people understanding how is that possible, then that claim is totally useless, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's a balancing act between making a promising, making a promise and, and justifying it uh, well, right? Then we have the order of things. Do we say things in the right order? Do we justify how long it takes to set up? Do we answer objections, right? So people feel like even if you give all the reasons for people to sign up and they still have one or two questions that gotta make them feel that it's going to take a long time or is not going to, or they, they just are a little bit skeptical. They're not going to sign up because of that. Even if you gave them all the reasons to sign up. So it's just as important, if not more important to address those objections in the first place. Then we have looking at uh, bigger companies as an example where they might not even get uh, their leads from the website, or they might have so much brand awareness that people already know what they do. So even if they have, um, I don't know, if, even if they had, if they were describing a different tool on their website, they would probably still convert, right? So it's tons, of t tons and tons of quote-unquote best practices that SaaS companies are um, playing around with that is just, you know, killing their results. So I yeah. could be here all day. Just ask me about how many you want and I'll, I'll give it to you like a, a 30 plus uh, item list or something with, with a bunch of mistakes. Wow. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, a lot of what you're describing sounds very similar to what we do within the, the ad agency. You know, we're constantly writing ad copy for, for our clients and, and it's, it's a similar process. You know, the, the way you describe, you know, the, the benefit or the headline, you know, it's usually how we would think in the agency of like the hook. Right. What's the, the, the main thing we want to tell someone, you know, we could say generically, it's going to grow your business. It's going to help you make more money, but no one really cares. No one, that doesn't mean anything. You've got to tell them the how, how are you differentiating? And, you know, I find myself, you know, always when I go on websites, you know, if they have a very generic, you know, benefit feature or, or statement rather, you know, I always want to hear from them. Well, how are you going to accomplish that? How does your technology work? You know, what's, what's the method that you're going to use for that? Because I know enough to, to have an idea of, of what's going to potentially work and not going to work. And I want to know how it works. So. Um, makes a lot of sense. Very similar to what we deal with. Um, Perfect. Tell us a little bit, you know, how, how do you deal with clients? Like, like if there's people listening and they're thinking this sounds really good for them. I know you've got, you've got a, a program that you put people through that you help people in a, in a relatively quick period of time, right? How does that work? Um, yeah. So how, how deep uh, do you want me to go? Like what exactly you want me oh. to explain? Well, I don't think we're going to make it a pitch because people are here to learn and we're not going to pitch them, but elevator pitch, you know, kind of what, what do you do and what's your program? Uh, yeah, so what I do is I help clients, you know, just go through three or four tweaks. Mm -hmm. It's mainly about, um, you know, improving positioning if they if they're not really keen on one niche or if it's a little bit unclear. Then it's like tweaking their homepage. So we, like I said, we give them all the reasons to sign up and all the reasons why people wouldn't sign up, right? So we address that. Uh, sometimes it's clearing out the pricing because people might be confused of which pricing plan to select. Or they might think they're wasting money instead of saving money. That's a big one. I call it save money pricing. So people look at your price and they think they're saving money out of it, which makes it way easier to decide. Um, sometimes you might be doing a few tweaks in the messaging during your onboarding process. So when people go through um, the first few steps of the onboarding process, they get to the aha moment as soon as possible. So essentially is looking at your funnel 
and looking at how you explain your products and make sure that within all of the or in as many stages as possible, that's that's optimized, right? That's more or less how it works. I'm not sure if that answers your question. Um, it's usually it's it's like more of the same. I had I have it like more so streamlined that is we're supposed to reuse some of the, some of the things and some of the tests we've done that we know. Oh, if this worked here, is likely that is going to work on this other area of the business as well. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, within the work that you. T- what would be a, a, a product or a feature or service that you wish existed today to make your, your job a little bit easier? Um, yeah, I think we, I think we all wished uh, analytics were uh, as magical as people sometimes think it would be. They would tell you exactly where people uh, come from and um, how many billion touch points they went through before they wanted to book a call or, or begin a demo, but that's, that's just not reality. Um, and if that was if that was the case, I think it would be much easier. Even with heap maps and all that stuff, it just just tons of things missing. Um, yeah, I think that would be, I think that would be my answer. Because so far, I think the rest is is pretty good. I think the only the analytics side is uh, a little bit weak. Yeah, I think marketing integration is one of the biggest pain points for for a lot of B two B and probably you know direct to consumer companies as well. And unfortunately, the world looks like it's moving in with the marketing world. Looks like it's going in the opposite direction right now, taking away a lot of pixel tracking and all that. Um, but uh, there's a lot of smart people working on it, and they'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll see if they uh, figure it out once, and then uh, everyone gets uh, fined for it. Yeah, I, I think it's going to remain a moving target for quite a while, actually. Um, all right, let's jump into lightning round. This has been great so far. So, a bunch of quick questions, quick answers, and, and let's jump into it. So, first question: Are you single, married, any kids? Single. All right, single. Um, what book would you recommend to our listeners to read? Uh, I think every book from uh, Dan Kennedy. I just love the guy and have every single book of them. And uh, that's how I've... Uh, a lot of the things that I learned there, that's I, how I came up with some of the frameworks that I then applied to SaaS. So definitely yes. recommend everything there. Awesome. Um, who's your favorite marketer to learn from right now? Uh, um, yeah, I think I would say... Dan Kennedy uh, all the way. And uh, there's a ton of other marketers that uh, also follow their, their frameworks like Russell and Bronson and all that stuff. He was uh, mentored by uh, Dan Kennedy and everything. So that, that, would be, that would be my answer. I mean, it totally makes sense to stick with the old school, you know, marketing, you know, copywriting people like Dan Kennedy. He's been around for a long time doing yeah. that. And he's proven that- I have way too many books. Yeah, the, the medium doesn't matter. I mean, he did it when it was direct mail and, and uh, newspaper and TV and it translates just as well to- Exactly. That's that's why I love it so much because it's uh, I love when something is like timeless. When, when it's like timeless and it and it works regardless of the medium, that's when you know it's 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 the good stuff. Exactly. Very good. Um, what's your favorite website or online community to be learning from right now? Um, yeah, I like to hang out on LinkedIn a lot, where I post the teardowns and everything, um, and mostly swipe files. I think uh, Corey Corey Haynes, uh, former CMO of the Bear Metrics is uh, creating a really nice community there for lots of people in the startup and uh, SaaS world. Yeah, I'd actually vouch for both of those. So I'm a member of the uh, Swipe Files community with Corey Haynes as well. Great community over there for uh, SaaS and product type people. Um, and also, if you're not following uh, Pedro yet on uh, LinkedIn, you definitely need to be doing that because he's just dropping so much content over there and so much uh, good stuff. You got to be following him. And, uh, and lastly, where can listeners go to find out more about you? Uh, yeah, so like you said, they couldn't go uh, search for my name on LinkedIn. Uh, I post like several things there like three or four times a week. 
sometimes a few um, resources. Um, every week I post like a teardown of popular uh, landing pages from, from like bigger, big companies, big SaaS companies. Um, most of the time I just roast them. It's, re- it's just hard to find good examples. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then um, the other way you can find me is just at, on my website at Cortez.design where you're going to have some resources there. Um, you know, some basic videos around the theory and the psychology behind um, CRO for SaaS. So you then understand what is it that you have to change on your own website to get results and in terms of examples and case studies and everything that you might want to have a look at. Nice. That sounds awesome. Pedro, this has been great. Uh, you've dropped a lot of knowledge for our, for our listeners. And I know people are going to get a lot, of, a lot of value out of this. So uh, thank you very much for being here today. Yeah, no worries. Thanks a lot for having me. And uh, yeah, hopefully people like it. Great. Thank you. Cheers. The SaaS Marketing Superstars podcast is brought to you by Xamo Digital Marketing. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in and keep on growing your SaaS.